Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating and leave a little review. Super helpful for the show and also helps other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today is a quickie solo app with just yours truly. So if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Megan and I'm completely obsessed with Bravo. For I was looking at like a timeline and I think it's been about 13 years now, which is terrifying considering I was 12 when that started. So this podcast has been like a fun little passion project for me that I just kind of work on outside of my full-time job. It's really grown a lot, thanks to all of the help of listeners for telling your friends. So I just kind of want to say thank you up front. I haven't done a solo episode in a minute. So this feels like I can be a little gushy to my listeners. And again, yeah, just thanks. So if you're also on Instagram, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour so you can participate in episode discussions with fellow listeners. Shit gets crazy in those comments. People really are um, unhinged, it seems. Uh, It's super fun. And obviously, like, I uh, scour the comments to make sure people aren't trolling too hard. (laughs) Well, let's just jump right into the news. Starting in New York, Real Housewives of New York stars Sonia Morgan and Tinsley Mortimer got into a crazy argument in an Uber after the New York City Pride Parade this past weekend. Kelly Dodd from the Real Houses of OC was in the Uber as well as Leanne Locken from Dallas and Reza Farahan from Shots of Sunset. So this is like truly my dream card. Come pick me up. So all of them are in a car. Kelly Dodd is filming what is clear to be Sonia Morgan and Tinsley Mortimer wasted screaming at each other. You can't really like tell what's kind of happening, but you know, Sonia is screaming, be nice, say thank you for the housekeeper, hype me as a great friend, say thank you. So, okay, if you guys have been watching Real Housewives of New York since season nine, you know that when Tinsley moved back to New York from her whole messy thing with her ex in Palm Beach, she lived in Sonia's townhouse for whatever, a month? Who knows? Like, it was definitely wasn't even that long. So the two of them were still fighting about this fucking house. It's so funny. So the two of them are just wasted, wearing, like, their pride gear, so they're all, like, covered in rainbows. And, you know, the two of them are just screaming. And I think, if anything, this shows that New York is always bringing it, even when they're not filming, even when they're not on camera. Like, these people are invested in one another's lives, 
like in the show and outside of the show, which I, I think a lot of other casts can't really say the same, where you can kind of tell, like, when they start filming again, they're like, how are you? It's been months. I haven't seen you in so long. But, like, clearly Sonia and Tinsley are still, like, fighting passionately with one another about absolute bullshit. Also, Kelly Dodd coming in hot with filming this and posting it for the world is truly so messy. Like, Obviously, all of this is really messy, but Kelly Dodd really came in with posting this because obviously she knew what she was doing. Like, you post this onto Instagram and all the Bravo lovers feed off of it like, you know, chum to fish. I don't know. I feel like Tinsley doesn't get enough credit. Obviously, she was, like, going hard on Sonia last year about being, like, a hoe and, like, having sex with everybody. And then this year, you know, I think there was, like, the amazing dinner party where she just told Luann, yeah, Luann, I am drinking. Like, when she's clearly, like, wasted out of her mind. I'm really into all of it. I'm into Tinsley. And I don't know why people aren't interested in seeing her. I think she, like, brings a little bit of, like, old money, uh, lackadaisical lifestyle, which I really enjoy, where she's like, no, Scott really doesn't pay for things in my life. I'm just rich. Like, rich people can just buy whatever you want. Like, Sonia married into money. Dorinda married into money. Dorinda did have her own business. I shouldn't say she just married into money. But you know what? These women didn't have the type of childhood that Tinsley was accustomed to. So, you know, I don't think they should really throw stones at where she's getting her money. But speaking of Kelly Dodd, she actually ended up in the Hamptons with Ramona this past weekend. Kelly Dodd and her boyfriend Brian Regan split up. And the way she decided to mend her broken heart was to go to Ramona Singer's Hamptons house for the weekend, which I love that because the thought of those two hanging out Like, they're both super hot. They're both total catches. Like, the two of them single on the prowl in the Hamptons. Like, please, like, give me a spinoff. Give us a spinoff we've all been waiting for. This is what I want to see on my screen. And so just to give a little bit more backstory about Kelly and her breakup. So supposedly this guy, Brian, he's a doctor who lives and works in San Diego. She said, quote, I love Brian and I miss him. I have... I loved having a partner like him. He's so loving, but the distance is difficult and it just didn't work out. So bummer. But Kelly's, again, a total catch. But speaking of other Sonia Morgan-related drama, this is actually not even drama. This is more like gossip, which love. So at the Pride Parade, Sonia Morgan posted a picture with Pat Outchel from Southern Charm, who obviously is like the OG. She said, cheers to Pat Outchel for supporting Pride. As always, the last many decades, we were partners in crime yesterday. Who was all there? Blah, 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 blah. Someone comments on this picture on Sonia's post saying if she would only support her son to come out of the closet. And Pat responds saying he's not gay, dot, 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 ask Sonia. Which I think everyone <laughs> is made, made to believe that that means that Sonia and Whitney have hooked up. So, okay, I was looking at this. Whitney is 51. Sonia Morgan's 55. Like, I ship them. Like, I think that, that would be a hilarious couple. However, you also think, like, the way that men and women date are so different. Like, any woman we've seen Whitney with on Southern Charm is, like, 17 years old, like, just got off a runway in Austria or something. Like, so skinny, so, like, young, you know, youth, youth, youth. And then, you know, Sonia Morgan is, like, 55, gorge, but, like, dating men like Rocco. Like, if you remember Rocco from last season, he was, like, cute, short, like, love. Like, love a Rocco. But, hey, if they got married, imagine Sonia being Patricia's daughter in like that's a dream come true you know we were talking about kelly and ramona getting a spinoff i want whitney and sonia's wedding special (laughs) please sign me up (laughs) lasang in charleston south carolina there's lots of real estate news thomas ravenel 
is offloading his multi-million dollar South Carolina estate in the wake of all of his legal battles. So back in 2006, he bought the Brooklyn Plantation for two something million dollars, and now he's trying to sell it for 3.95 million. So it's four bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms, over 60 acres, which is insane. And obviously he has to sell this house to pay his legal bills associated with the custody battle with Catherine Dennis and the two sexual assault cases. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, darn. You have to sell your plantation. Like, let us not forget that Southern Charm is an amazing show. However, it's built on the backs of a lot of negative history. Like, a plantation, again, let us not forget, slaves lived and died on this property. They were kept like cattle on this property. The slave homes are no longer there and are now covered in like beautiful oak trees. So, you know, now you think like people walk on this plantation looking at the beautiful trees and it's like, actually, you know, this is where (laughs) slaves died. So let us not forget that Southern Charm actually has a lot of negative associations with U.S. history, not just, oh, look at this beautiful plantation they're living on. Like, let's not forget (laughs) Eliza Limehouse. So this home is totally cursed. Between the history of plantations themselves and having Thomas Ravenel live there, I don't really think this home is going to sell. Good luck getting $3.95 million for this. Granted, it is 60 acres, which is an insane amount of land. You know, someone obviously will eventually buy this, but I feel like that house is just, like, all bad juju. Like, you don't need that in your life. Like, no, nobody needs that in their life. I say torture to the ground. Start fresh. (laughs) Or just, yeah, just torture it. But also, in real estate news, Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm also is no longer going to be living in her swanky apartment that we saw her in on season six. So she was paying $6,600 a month for this five-floor home for just three people. So that's crazy. So the home itself is getting it's being put on the market for $1.8 million. Obviously, she's not like the owner of the house itself. So homegirl is not making 1.8 mil. But she told People Magazine that the custody case is costing me a lot financially, so I'm having to adult officially in every way. I am now meeting with an accountant. I'm working towards building my credit. I'm just trying to be more responsible on the whole with my finances, which is a really good thing. Obviously, Naomi came to her as a friend a couple episodes ago saying that her spending was reckless with such an expensive home two children, let's be real. And then she also was like signing all that paperwork for like an old ass Rolls Royce. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, there's gotta be someone in your life who can kind of steer you in the direction of where you should and should be spending your money. And like maybe spending like upwards of a hundred grand on an old Rolls Royce doesn't seem like a sound investment. But obviously she's saying she's trying to be more responsible and she is hiring an accountant so hopefully he can kind of see her in the right direction but you know ultimately she's a mom and she should kind of be focusing on saving the money that she's making right now on this show for obviously the lawyer bills and then eventually like their future and their future as a family and realistically I think this is awesome good for her you know you should downsize I think a lot of people get on these shows they immediately start making a lot of money and then they begin to you know, upgrade their lifestyle. And obviously that's normal when you get on a show and you just start making money. However, you know, it's not like Catherine is a lawyer and she just started making 150 grand a year outside of college or grad school or something with the intention of making more throughout her career. These shows have shelf lives. Reality stars have shelf lives. And that also goes with their money as well. So I'm glad she's being cognizant that maybe she needs to 
become a little bit more responsible with her money because hey, this well can run dry. And obviously, if you listen to this show, you've been knowing for the you know for the past eight months the amount of talk we've done about taxes not being paid or people being broke or you know whatever the situation is. So I'm glad that someone in her life is letting her know that she should maybe downsize a little bit. However, I will miss that beautiful home on my screen and that loud-ass door knocker. I loved that scene where like every single girl who was coming into the house that day was like knocking on the door and everyone would shut her. So I'm really gonna miss that door knocker. <laughs> so moving cross-coast, the OG from the OC, Vicky Gundelson, has finally been confirmed as a friend of for the upcoming season 14 of The Real Housewives of OC. We've obviously been reporting on this show that rumors had kind of been going around that that was the case. It has been confirmed as the season 14 trailer has officially been released. So Vicky's only seen in minor little scenes. And we're also introduced to a new housewife named Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. She is a mom of seven little kids. So God knows that's going to be her storyline. Like, woof. Like, don't need to see, like, more, like, crazy kids. (laughs) I don't need that. So, Vicky posted on Instagram for the past 14 years. I've opened up my life, my loves, my ups and downs on the Real Hustles of OC. I am proud to be the OG of the OC. I am back again this season in the middle of the action in a different role. I hope you have as much fun watching the show as I did living in it in front of the camera. Stay tuned to Bravo August 6th for more of the Trace Amigas. So, that also implies that her, Shannon, and Tamara are all good because the three of them are the Trace Amigas. Andy responded to this saying, Vicky, you are the OC. Here's to another 14 years. Hashtag OG of OC. Interesting he says that. Here's to another 14 years. Like, yeah, right, Andy. Sit down. Tamara obviously posted an old video of them together where they're just being drunk. And the caption ends with saying, I've gone through so much with you, my friend. I've said it 12 years ago, and I'll say it again. Hashtag BFF parentheses or until you piss me off again dot 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 jk it makes me sad that you're sad right now i love you so much which kind of gives me the inkling that maybe vicky didn't want this kind of role demotion however i think you know hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What producers say is what goes. She was making sixty thousand dollars an episode as a full time housewife, but now she'll be earning twenty k per episode. So not bad, Gundelson. Not bad. And if anything, you see her on Instagram. She's constantly traveling to see her daughter and their kids. And you know, she probably should just kind of like pivot this time in her life to be focused on the grandkids and not really, you know, focusing on like having like more like fake ass fights with Tamara about God knows what, God knows what. Supposedly a source was telling 
radar and line that they that the network wants to skew younger, which I find interesting because uh, again I've said it on this show I, I always find the women who are a little bit older to be more interesting. I don't really want to see like young kids on screen. Like I like the idea that Vicky started when both of her kids were in high school, so kind of shows like where I kind of like when shows begin because when they're too young it's like you you kind of feel like you're exploring these little kids like you know we see Gina who's a mom of these three crazy little kids and it's like that's not interesting to watch like I know a lot of women who are mothers themselves watch these shows and they're like the last thing I want to watch is like kids being bad like I have to watch my own kids be bad like the last thing I want is to like try to relax and have to see that. <laughs> I don't blame her. But again, let's not forget the gold that Vicky has given us over the past few years. Family van, crashing Michael's college party and doing a keg stand. I did not have multiple partners! Dawn and her empty love tank, Brooke's cancer gate, casseroles, and then I guess the infamous ropes course from last season and her twerking in that like black macrame swim cover-up. Ugh, so good. Vicky, love you, girl. I will be sad to not see you as a full-time, but also get some fresh blood in here. We need a little revamp. Staying in OC, super sad news again for Megan King Edmonds. Her son, who is one years old, has irreversible brain damage. Again, if you guys remember Megan, she was from seasons 9 through 12 of OC. So following his birth, Hart experienced a number of issues, which Megan obviously attempted to correct with sending him to chiropractors, pediatric ophthalmologists, pediatricians, and then everybody said he was fine. Obviously, she knew mother's instinct that something was wrong, so she begged her pediatrician for a neurological referral, and she was also assured there that there was nothing wrong with heart. Sadly, after an elective MRI, eight days after all the stuff with her and her husband, Jim, which, guys, if you guys don't remember, check back to episode 55, where we kind of deep dive into the cheating scandal between Megan and Jim. Eight days after that all blew up in her face, Baby Hart took an MRI, and then three days later, the neurologist called her and said that he has minor periventricular leukeomalacia on both sides of his brain and more so on his right. She said this explains all of my concerns. The rigidity in his muscles, the somewhat delayed physical milestones, the lack of fluidity with arm and leg movements, the stiffness in joints, the weakness in his lower back, the somewhat favored use of his right side. This is all so so upsetting and you know obviously Megan's been going through so much lately personally through the press everything and so the fact that she got this heartbreaking news is also really upsetting however Megan obviously is an optimist and is trying to be positive she had gone out to dinner with husband Jimmy that night after they had obviously been fighting the last few weeks and she said I explained to Jimmy how we are not somehow compromised or punished for having a child with special needs whatever they may whatever that may or may not mean we are blessed I will go on about this another time but just know that I do not see this diagnosis as anything but a gift we were chosen to take on this special person I truly feel as if we've doubled down and won the underdog hand truly so that last sentence where she says I truly feel as if we've, been, if we've doubled down and won the underdog hand kind of like basically contradicts what she just said in the sentence before that which is you know I think this is a gift we were chosen to take on the special person so like uh, what obviously that's not easy for anybody but fortunately Megan and Jim have the financial capability to take on a child with special needs and obviously she's going to use her platform to help spread awareness for this cause so you know I wouldn't wish this on my enemy however I think she has a really big heart and I think she'll do whatever it takes to help her son you know get to a place where he can learn and be happy and grow into a great little boy so 
this was just really sad when I saw this. You know, obviously, homegirl can't get a break at this point. Oh, God, I feel for her. And I'm praying for her. To do a quick pivot, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes posted some crazy shit on Twitter this week about her husband, Greg Leakes. So she posted on Twitter on June 26th saying, you found out your husband slash boyfriend been talking on the phone regularly to one of your female employees as, quote, just a friend, but you had no knowledge of it. Did he cross any lines? Ask him for a friend since y'all know everything. Parentheses. But he said, we never talk sex. I just need someone to talk to. So she's doing the, like, my friend wants to know situation which generally is, like, two fingers pointed at you. <laughs> like, your friends? Oh, yeah, Nini, I think we should look inward. So hopefully this isn't a sign that Greg and Nini are, again, on the outs. Last season, there was, like, a cheating thing that kind of came up, and then they said, you know, prior to Greg being diagnosed with cancer, that they they would have potentially broken up again. So who knows what's going on there? Last season was obviously super hard for them as a couple as he kind of dealt with cancer on screen and going through all of his treatment. You know, obviously he was like ornery about the whole thing and wasn't always the kindest to her. However, again, we've talked about it on this show a lot. It's hard to take care of someone who's sick and expect to always be upbeat and happy. And it's okay for Mimi to have felt, you know, anger in some of the moments where she was dealing with Greg, who, you know, was being a little bit stubborn or, you know, the whole situation obviously is super difficult to deal with so I don't think there's a right or wrong way to really handle it but I'm wondering if Nini is trying to get like more buzz about being on the show a couple episodes back we talked about how she is being reprimanded for her physical altercation with production and is gonna have to sit out some of the beginning of season 12 of Real Housewives of Atlanta so hey I guess we will see we will see Real Housewives of Potomac stars Ashley and Michael Darby's Arlington, Virginia restaurant Oz unfortunately closed their doors this past June 30th, 30th after four years in business. So I guess the people of Arlington weren't just like dying for kangaroo meat and meat pies. Hmm. So Ashley wrote a Ashley released a statement with Eater, which is so funny. I love that's like quite a chic website. So I love that she's going to Eater to make their statement. She said, well, Michael and Ashley are both involved in multiple business ventures and are expecting their first child in the coming weeks. They have made the difficult decision to close the restaurant. We are replacing one Aussie baby with a new Aussie baby as we prepare to welcome our little boy. Yeah, do whatever. I mean, restaurants who make no money, sometimes it seems like a money pit, especially like they have always kind of been struggling with odds that we saw on the show. You know, they would like go through different chefs and all these different kind of changes to try to figure out their vibe. And again, I just don't think the people of Arlington like are dying for Australian cuisine. However, I've been to Australia and I think some of the food I really enjoyed in Australia, Nuss doesn't necessarily have to necessarily be like a cultural food, but they really specialize in coffee and kind of like fast casual dining, whether it being like an avocado toast or like soups and salad and great sammies. Like if they did something maybe a little bit more casual and made it more of like a cafe kind of chill vibe, I think that could be an interesting way for them to uh, embrace Australian culture without being like completely literal. Like, hey, here's kangaroo tacos. Like we don't need that. The baby boy is due in a few weeks, so that should be exciting. Obviously, they've been going through a shit ton on this season after we watched, oh my god, Michael being accused of sucking a husband's dick, which, again, like, we don't know who said husband's dick it is, but I feel like we all know it's Juan's dick, right? Like, who else's dick would it be? Like, Ray, don't need to see it. Giselle doesn't have a dick. Uh, 
There is Candace and what's his name and Chris. Don't need to see it. And then there's Monique and Chris, which like, you know, Chris is like Jack and the Beanstalk. Like he is a big man. Like I'd climb that like very, very into it. But I don't know. I feel like he's definitely more Wands type. <laughs> but you know, obviously they've been going through a lot. And then we're going to also lead into the whole situation where Michael ends up touching one of the cameramen on the show while they were filming. So they at least two have got a lot going on. That actually leads us to my favorite moment of the week, which was the fight between Ashley Darby and Candace Dillard on Real Housewives of Potomac. Potomac is bringing true drama. If you guys aren't watching Potomac, stop what you're doing. Like the amount of times I have to I will stand on this hill until I'm dead because I have to talk to people constantly. If I tell them I have this show, oh, what's, oh, you like Bravo? Oh, cool, cool. You know, what show do you like? And they always say, like, you've got to give Potomac a chance. And then it's always the first one when people are like, why would I do that? Where's Potomac? You don't get it. Oh, my God. It's so good. But so this fight between Ashley and Candace was all about Candace feeling as if Ashley isn't putting enough effort towards getting pregnant. Obviously, Ashley is pregnant and about to have her baby, so this is all kind of like a moot point as we watch it now. However, Ashley had been on the show saying, oh, you know, I'm only you know, eating the healthiest of foods and doing yoga and meditating and not drinking so that I can get pregnant and I can get pregnant. But like Doth protests too much. Like she kept freaking saying it. And then every time they would all go out, she would drink like 42 Coronas. It's like, do you not want to drink? Or are you trying to have a baby? Or, like, you can do both. Like, let's be real. Let's think of all of the babies that have come out of excessively drinking. Like, uh, that's generally not an issue. And also, Ashley's 30 years old. She's not, you know, 47 years old. Like, hmm, can I have a baby? Like, I wonder if it'll happen. Like, you know, she's super young. So, like, girl, don't worry about it. So the two of them are fighting because... Candace keeps bringing up to other people how she thinks that Ashley, like, actually doesn't really want to have a kid, you know, implying that Michael's, you know, into dudes or into sucking dick or whatever. So, you know, I think the contradiction between what Ashley is doing and what her husband is doing versus what Ashley is telling everybody about where they are with trying to have a child is really a really fun dissonance. And obviously Candace had her was at her wit's end this past week and she is just fighting with Ashley and she like throws a butter knife at her and like all the women are just like sitting there silently and that's like one of my favorite things that happens on Housewives shows where like people are like truly like fighting and like being so rude to each other and like all the other girls at the table are just like silent like so grateful that they're not the ones in the fight it's just so good Potomac hell yeah watch it that actually brings us to the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode. Evidently, it's hard to get people to record a podcast over 4th of July weekend. So weird. But I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, again, if you have like two minutes, I would love for you to like leave an awesome review. That would just be super helpful. Big things are happening in the upcoming months. So I just kind of want to make sure the show's doing as best as it possibly can. And again, if you want to ever just like say hi, shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com and I'll respond to you probably in three minutes because I get them sent to my phone. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 